0: Hey, Dream Builder, it's Carrie Rabina here. And on today's episode of the show, I'm gonna be sharing with you my five biggest mistakes as an entrepreneur. Why would I be talking about this? Well, I believe that it is crucial for you and me as business people to learn from the things that we have done wrong in our business and even to learn from the mistakes that those who've gone before us or who are walking alongside of us have made. It's wisdom to always look back and reflect and think of, okay, did I take the wrong turn here? Why did I take the wrong turn here? Am I headed in the direction that I want to go? Why am I going that way? And why am I not going that way? It's just a constant process for us in business of learning of growing of going forward and Going to the side a little bit. And I do hope that on this episode, you will walk away with five things that are going to help you in your life and in your business. Now, let's go ahead and get started. You're listening to Dream Builders Podcast, designed to help you build your dream life through network marketing. Here's your host, Carrie Robina. Friend, if you are anything like me, over the past few months, your eating has spun a little bit out of control. Now, it may not be that you're eating horribly. It could be that you're going for the quick grab with the food or having that extra glass of wine during the week, maybe baking a little bit more and then just indulging so much in those all-in-one sitting. These are all things that I may or may not have done. But anyway, let me just tell you that I have... Finally gotten back on track and I want to help you get back on track as well I have a health and wellness system that I love and that I use that is really helping me get control of my cravings Helping give me more energy and i'm sleeping better at night and I am losing some great belly fat so who doesn't want to lose belly fat? If that is you and you're thinking, oh my goodness, Carrie, yes, summer is here, my shorts from last year don't fit, my t-shirts don't seem as loose, then why don't you head over to carryrobina.com forward slash find your fit and you will find out all about the system that I know, love, and use to get back on track. That is is forward slash find your fit. Now let's go ahead and get into today's content. Okay. As we get into today's main content of the show, me sharing with you my five biggest mistakes as an entrepreneur, I do need to tell you something. And that is that I feel like I am exposing myself and it's a little bit unnerving because I know that when We open ourselves up in a public manner. We're also opening ourselves up to criticism. And I feel that you are worth it because these mistakes that I've made are things that I don't want you to make. And I also know that somebody could put out the most beautiful piece of artwork that we have ever seen, and there's still gonna be people who don't like it. There's gonna be that critic who is going to, pull it apart and pick it apart and that's just the world that we live in and i just got to go ahead and get into this right i need to peel that bandaid off and say okay these are the things i've done wrong and as i share number 1 i'm doing this with a little bit of fear and trembling because i know that there are some incredible mentors out there. I coach people in podcasting and in my network marketing business and people hire me to coach them, to mentor them, to teach them how to do things. And I don't want to come across as I share number one as being someone who's critical, but it probably is a thing that has cost me the most money in my business and I don't want you to make the same mistake. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. My biggest mistake has been wasting thousands of dollars on the wrong mentors. And notice I didn't say bad mentors, although one of them is actually probably questionable in that aspect, but it's mostly that they just weren't the right fit for me. And most of that responsibility falls on me as the business owner because I didn't do my due diligence always in really researching who was I was going to study with, who I was going to hire to coach, what the end result was going to be at the end of it. So the expectations, I sort of had FOMO, fear of missing out and fell kind of prey to the sense of urgency marketing, which I do in my courses, it's great to give people a sense of urgency to know that, okay, it's not going to be open for long. You need to buy now if you want to be part of this, because honestly, not everything in in business is going to be open-ended, and on one hand, we do need that sense of urgency because there are things that have deadlines whether we like it or not. And then on the other hand, I know that sometimes marketing can be taken too far and it can become manipulative if you and I are not careful. And you and I, as people who are putting our work into the world, are careful. And as people who are consumers of other people's work that they're putting out into the world. And I was a new entrepreneur. I was still growing my entrepreneur legs and trying to figure out how I was going to walk steady on them and then run on them. And I just, I, I knew that I wanted to learn more about Facebook marketing and personal branding. And so I was really seeking that out. Who can I learn from? Who can I grow from? And it made a whole lot of sense to me to hire my first mentor. But here's the thing. I spent $25,000 out of the gate to coach with somebody for 12 months when the reality is I probably should have started with, their appetizer, a $27 a month program or a thousand dollar program. And I just knowing who I am, I'm an Enneagram three. And if you know, Colby, I am a quick start. I'm a visionary. And if I see something and I get an idea, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it quick and I'm going to get it done. And that's my zone of genius, which is great when I'm at my best as a quick start But at my worst as a quick start, I can easily jump into things before I really think through them and it can sometimes get me into trouble and that's what happened to me with my first mentorship. Now, let me just tell you, I learned some things and I take full responsibility for things that I didn't learn um, and I had some great things that came out of that mentorship. So even though I spent $25,000 The things that I earned out of that or that I gained out of it, um, especially in relationship, was worth the money. And so I would pay it again just for that. But at the same time, as a business person, I invested money to learn and to grow in my business. And that just didn't happen. And there were circumstances beyond my control and the mentor's control that neither of us had any control over, as I said. And it just was not the smartest investment. So in hindsight, being a brand new entrepreneur, I feel like it would have been more beneficial if I had been a little bit more discerning and had not just jumped right into the gates. And so my tip for you, if you are wanting to hire somebody to mentor you, there are mentors that are worth $25,000. And I know people who pay way more than that for mentors and the return on the investment has been incredible, but guess what? They took the time to find the right fit and they were keen and discerning is the biggest tip that I have for you in that is to discern who you're going to coach with. Don't be afraid to ask questions. What am I going to get out of this. And if it's not a right fit from the beginning, don't be afraid to recognize that. And if you are signing a contract with somebody to mentor with them, make sure that you have an attorney. Take a look at it and that it's something that you could potentially get out of if it's not a right fit. So always have an attorney look through your contract. And another thing that I learned in hiring another coach is that this person was sliding into my direct messages and emailing and trying to get me to be a part of a new program that they were putting together that was going to be for entrepreneurs who were in a certain space that I enjoy being in. And I fell for it. And it cost me a few thousand dollars because there was no contract that that person had to sign. It was basically word of mouth of, this is what I'm going to do. You pay me this money, you're going to get this, 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 and that. And so the person gave me the word of mouth, but they didn't put it into a contract for me to sign. And then when I tried to call the person out and say, hey, you told us that you were going to be doing this, this, and that, and you already, in your first six weeks, this has come and gone, and you passed it up, and you, you haven't followed through on it. Well, that person, because I didn't sign a contract, I was told that I had expectations that weren't realistic. And this person had a history of not following through. I learned with their word, they weren't super true to their word. And so what ended up happening is I basically got screwed out of quite a few thousand dollars because I did not do my due diligence and ask the person to give me a contract to sign first and tell me exactly what I was going to be getting by signing up for their mentorship. Does that make sense? So, in the first scenario, I was offered a contract to sign, and circumstances out of the person's control really inhibit them from being able to fully engage in what they said that they were going to deliver, but there was no way I could get my money back in that contract. And in the second instance, which is not the only, these are not the only two instances, but these are the two biggest mistakes that I've made. The other one is I took the person for their word because I thought it was somebody that I could trust and it ended up backfiring because I trusted the person without getting something in writing beforehand. So make sure that you have an attorney look over stuff before you sign up. If you're spending thousands of dollars in a mentorship, make sure that you ask around to the person's character. If somebody's business has grown or ask them what their biggest takeaway and when was working with that person, don't be afraid to look around the internet, you know, and and social media and say, "Okay, is this somebody that I really want to be associated with? What's their history? What do they stand for?" All of those things are important and I can tell you there is that sense of urgency with marketing too. When you find somebody that you want to work with, and sometimes it's during a time when they have what's called an open cart or they're opening up for a few days, people to work with them for an exclusive amount of time. And sometimes it's really, there's not a ton of time to do that research that you'd want to do with the person or there's an impulse. If somebody's offering you a bonus, you're like, oh my goodness, I just can't let that pass me by. Let me just tell you that, Sometimes it's okay to sit it out and wait until the next time the cart opens because I can tell you most of the time there's going to be a next time and you're not going to regret waiting and saving your money, but you might regret putting in a whole bunch of money just on an impulse and on a whim. And it makes me sad to think that this stuff is out there that people aren't true to their word or won't let you out of a contract when it's their circumstance that's not allowing them to follow through on what they promised. But it just happens. And I know that God's grace is big enough to cover it all. But I just really want to caution you to be careful who you're coaching with. And $25,000 might seem like a ton of money for you. My business was taking off. I had talked to my, our accountant. We do a, a Dave Ramsey accounting. We had paid off our debt. So I was in a place where I could invest that $25,000 in my education. I would never, ever recommend that you go into a huge amount of debt to coach with somebody ever. It is not worth it ever to do that in my personal opinion. And was it a stretch a little bit to invest that money? Yes. But to me, I felt like it was worth it to invest in the training that I was going to get. The only reason I would invest that amount again in that situation is because of the relationship that I gained out of that. And and th- there's no price tag on that. So I don't take it as a total wash just because of people that I met in that mastermind and in that moment in my life, I will will never want to take that back. So to me, it was worth it. And for, for you, it might be like, okay, $147 a month would be a stretch for me to mentor with somebody. I don't know your exact scenario and your circumstances. It's okay to stretch a little bit, but I definitely don't recommend getting into a ton of debt, especially because there's so much free information out there online. There are free coaching groups. And a lot of times with the free coaching groups, they're going to tell you what you need to do in order to do it, just not how to do it. And one way that I love to go into those free coaching groups, I'm a connoisseur of that. I absolutely love to learn constantly is it allows me to go in and get my feet wet and kind of warm up and see, okay, is this somebody that I really want to work with? Is this something that I need in my business right now? And sometimes I might get a free takeaway just from a free coaching group. And sometimes it might be, yeah, this is absolutely the person or the people or the organization that I need right now. So I'm so thankful for the content creators who are producing these free groups for us. And, If it is going to be a stretch for you and a a large amount of money, whatever that amount of money is, get to know the person first a little bit and just be really discerning and keen on knowing, okay, is this a manipulation tactic? Is it a scarcity tactic? Is the cart going to be open again? And there is a program that I have literally been watching for three years. They only open up the cart once a year. And it's, it's in the back of my mind. I know the time of year that this person opens up their coaching group and I've wanted to do it time and time again, but I've learned over the years that, oh, it's just not the right time. And let me tell you, I've never regretted not signing up for that program. Okay, so hopefully that helps you out. And let me just tell you, nobody has the answers. I don't have the answers. And just let me caution you, not to make an idol out of your mentor, okay? Don't make idols out of mentors. And let's move on to the second thing. Okay, the second biggest mistake that I made as an entrepreneur is I cared way too much about other people's opinions. Can I just get an amen on that? I am sure that I am not alone in that, that as an, an entrepreneur, I have cared way too much about other people's opinions. I've talked about that on previous episodes. I think it was in building a personal brand and how it can keep us stuck. But let me just tell you, my friend, opinions don't pay your bills. Susie's opinion down the street about what business you're opening up really is not going to pay your family's electricity bill. That person who is saying, wow, you're traveling from your family way too much. Look at that person go and leaving their family behind. Wow, what a bad mom. That person has no idea what has gone on behind closed doors and what you're going through on the inside and the relationship that you have if you're married with your spouse and people who are going to help you take care of your family they have no idea what is going on behind those closed doors and even in if you do decide to invest in a mentor and you are spending a few thousand dollars or it is a big stretch for you but it is something that you can do and something that you can afford and if somebody's thinking wow i would never do that or how could you spend that much money on a mentor Those opinions aren't going to change what you learn and what you don't learn. So we have to be super careful not to let other people's opinions get in the way of what we are doing and what we aren't doing with our business. And I don't expect, quite honestly, people to understand, especially if it's family and friends and they're not in the business world, they're not in the entrepreneurship realm, I don't think it's fair for you and I to expect other people to fully understand what it is that we do and we don't need to get defensive and try to explain it away because I have found over the years it's best just to not talk about it and not in a bad way. It's kind of sad because in some ways, when I first started out, I wanted my best girlfriends to just, I love to open up with them and talk about what was happening in business. And what I discovered was that they loved me and cared about me as a friend. But all of a sudden, it was almost as if that was the only thing that I was talking about. And it made other people uncomfortable, and they wanted to hear about other things because I was learning and growing and changing. And at the same time, I wasn't talking about the things that we used to talk about. And so it's just this fine balance of not letting other people's opinions get the best of us. So it does, you know, you, I could say it, well, it doesn't matter to me what they think. I can talk about what I want to talk about with my friendship. But it friendship goes both ways. I can be discerning in that as well to know that, okay, this is where I can talk about business stuff with, and this is where we talk about family and prayer and all of that. There's nothing wrong with it because my business is a part of me through everything that I do. I will talk about my business, but it's not the only thing that I do. And my faith is the main thing that goes and my trust in Jesus that goes into every single thing that I do. But as far as my business, it's okay to compartmentalize it a little bit. I don't have to always talk about it. And sure, would it be nice to be asked about it sometimes and to have somebody understand? Absolutely. But I've also had to learn it's okay if somebody doesn't ask. I thankfully... Am mature enough to know that I have certain circles and certain friendships that I can talk about what's happening in my business and be real and wrong. Guess what? Those conversations are more fruitful because they're they're in my world. They're in my wheelhouse. And it's super special to have have that on both sides of it. And with the other people's opinions if you're in uh, network marketing, direct sales, especially, it seems that a lot of people that I talk to, and that's one of the industries that I'm in, we care way too much about what people are going to think before we start doing our business, and we just got to cut it off. Okay, I'm blabbering now, so let me tell you. Number three, the third biggest mistake that I have made as an entrepreneur is not embracing what makes me unique. In other words, not embracing who God Made me to be. I thought that I needed to follow the crowd and do the look at the people and watch and observe and see what all the people are doing. So that I gotta follow along and be just like everybody else, even though I'm not like everybody else. And you're not like everybody else either. There is something that you have, even if you are in the same industry as other people, even similar passions. There is something different about you that makes you unique and will help you be able to reach the people that only you can reach. So build your business, build your brand in a way that is unique to you, unique to your voice, unique to your character. Because guess what? Somebody is going to be able to relate to you. And they may not be able to relate to somebody else. And as a business person, you are serving and you are creating solutions to the problems that other people might have. And just think there's somebody waiting out there for exactly what you have to say or what you have to offer in only the way that you can do it. And we can't all serve every single person. That's just not how this works in life. And as a follower of Jesus and as a believer, there's only one person and one God who has everything that all of us could ask for. But at the same time, I also believe that God positions us and places us in, in positions of leadership or places, towns, cities, organizations, companies with giftings to make a difference ultimately for him. And also in the lives of other people. So embrace what makes you unique. What is it about you that is unique? And what is it about what you like to do that makes you unique? So embrace it and go full on with it. Don't make the mistake that I did where I waited too long to be who I wanted to be. I love tech. I love podcasting. I don't mind being in front of the camera. All sorts of different ways that I was wanting to grow my business that was different than how other people were wanting to build their business. And does it grow in a a different way? Does it look a different way? Absolutely. But you know what? I'm being unique to me and I can rest my head on my pillow at night knowing that I'm who I am and I'm serving people in a way that's authentic. Okay, the fourth biggest mistake that I've made as an entrepreneur is I attached my worth to the outcome of whatever the result is. Let's just talk about money. Let's say that if I didn't make a certain rank especially in my network marketing business at first i was attaching my worth to the outcome and let me tell you how i knew that i was doing that and the main way i knew that i was doing that is because i was trying to, felt like i deserved credit for other people's success especially if you are familiar with how the network marketing realm works and so i just felt like my worth was attached not only to my outcome but to other people's outcome. And even with my podcast course, the quick podcast launch method, when I put that out there, I expected hundreds of people to sign up. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. It takes slow, hard work, but thankfully I've learned I can't attach myself to the outcome of that. My course is there for people who want to learn how to podcast. I have done the course with excellent, and it's there. And as it grows, it's going to grow. Okay, And the fifth biggest mistake that I have made as an entrepreneur is pushing on the brake as soon as something takes off. Now, let me say that again, pushing on the brake as soon as something takes off. So when I do have something take off, my bigger course, Podcast Your Purpose course, people were super excited, wanting to take it, started going off. And then I was like, oh no, what do I do? What happens if my Facebook group gets too big? Oh no. So then I sort of pulled back a little bit. It's sort of like when you're learning how to drive a car and you go out on the interstate or the highway for the first time, you've been driving around town at 20 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour. Then all of a sudden your instructor says, we're going to go out on the highway and we're going to open this thing up. I still remember where I was on I-70 driving from one exit of town to the second exit of our town. It was maybe a stretch of a mile and a half or two miles at most. And it was terrifying. So as I started going a little bit faster, I, I kind of pushed on the brake and then I'd push on the gas and then I'd slow down a little bit. And of course we were jerking the whole time. But as as soon as I started to take off and, and do what I was supposed to do, and even though I had the, I was equipped to be able to do it. I had learned my, my instructor wouldn't have allowed me to go on the highway if he didn't think I was ready. And so then I pushed on the brake and then I pushed on the gas and then I pushed on the brake. So let me just tell you, don't push on the brake as soon as something takes off. Push on the gas a little bit harder and see where it takes you. Push on the gas a little bit harder And see where it takes you. You will know when it's time to push on that brake. Especially when you're on the highway. You know when it's time to slow down. Maybe the speed limit goes down by 5 or 10 miles per hour. Or there's a car in your lane and you need to slow down a little bit. Or somebody tries to come in your lane and you need to slow down. But if there is no reason for you to take your foot off the gas, don't take it off keep applying pressure to the gas. It's going to take you further faster. Okay. So there you have it. My five biggest mistakes as an entrepreneur with some little hints on how you can overcome those. Let me just recap those for you really quick. Again, I wasted thousands of dollars on the wrong mentors. Note, I didn't say bad mentors. Most of them I said wrong mentors cared way too much about other people's opinions, what they thought of me. I didn't embrace what made me unique. I attached my worth to the outcome and I'd push on the brake as soon as something would take off. And I hope that you have learned from today's episode. If it is something that has been meaningful to you, will you, as you're listening here right now, go ahead and screenshot your screen of listening to Dream Builders Podcast? Share it on your social stories and tag me at Carrie Robina and tell your friends to listen. You can also click the little link here with the three little dots that say share episode and you can share, copy that link and text it to your friends in business who need to hear this. And my friends, take care and I'll see you on next week's episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Dream Builders podcast with Carrie Rovina. Subscribe or follow Dream Builders wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to share this episode with the Dream Builder in your life.